The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday, 22nd of September, and the time has now just gone 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host, Neelam, and joining me in the studio this morning is my guest, Samina. Uh, Samina is um, no doubt quite known to some of the people in the community, so I will get her to formally introduce herself to the listeners a little later. But first, assalamu uh, alaikum. And welcome to the show, Samina. Walaikum assalam. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Thank you for inviting me onto the no, show. Thank you for having me. For having me. Thank having you for coming on my show. Okay. Uh, because, uh, Samina, I'm I'm envious. Oh. Okay, and uh, I I know that you've been doing um, some lots of amazing work in your garden. So I will be picking your brains later in the show. But first, uh, Samina, how's your week been? Uh, it's been all right. It's been all right. My, last weekend was a really bu- busy weekend, so mm. I'm, I'm constantly catching up. Yes. So yesterday and today is my catch-up day, and I've ticked off most of the things off my list, so yes. that's a good thing. That's good, yes. Yeah. At least you're ticking things off. I just feel like I'm adding things to my list at the moment. Oh, yeah. It's just... <laughs> the kids have been back to school, and I, I was, and my, my youngest has started nursery, so yeah. I, I was hoping for some time, yeah. um, and I thought, yes, I can tick things off, and, and I just find that I'm clutching at claws for my time because it's just not there and I and I and I don't know what I'm doing with myself so the funny thing is when I pick her up in the afternoon she comes back and inspects the house to see what I did in those time that she was at nursery and so I I, in the last hour before picking her up I'm running around with the vacuum and making sure the house looks clean because she's the parent is she yes that's it I know she's checking up on me so she just needs to know that uh, while I'm at nursery mum's being productive that's all it is so yeah it's uh, been quite a busy week and we've had crazy time with the weather it's just yeah, it's it been horrendous been. yeah yeah it's good for the plants and the garden yes yes and yesterday was sunny so I thought you know what I need to go out there and get loads of things done because oh. the the rain um, alhamdulillah it's, it's a blessing yes it's a blessing yes but for us gardeners the weeds love it yes <laughs> so you the weeds will I find that once it's rained the weeds sort of they grow overnight absolutely. and you have to keep on top of things absolutely i yeah. de-weeded my driveway which is a bit different to the garden but you know it can get really bad in the driveway if you don't pay attention so i was fed up and i and i thought right that's it i'm just going to do it and this is the week that we had that heat wave so oh. i was waiting for the shade to come to my driveway side so that i could just go out there and hack it took me a good couple of hours to really dig up everything and at the end of it i was so impressed i was like yes it just it felt like i can see block paving it's all clean Mm -hmm. and then we had rain and then yesterday when I came out it's like I've never done anything the weed has just it's grown back back. it will come back just put some um, boiler kettle of water in every time you you boil a kettle yes there's a little bit of water left over yes take the kettle out on the driveway and pour it over the, the cracks so you're not don't boil a kettle of water especially but any leftover water just yes. put it over the cracks and that will kill the weeds from the roots oh wow there you go listener <laughs> tip number one for the day my Thank neighbors are, con- are looking at me strangely thinking why is she out on the driveway with a boiling kettle and with a you know with a kettle in her yeah. hand and i tell them oh this is why and i and bet it makes sense to them i bet it you're takes seeing a few days, now. but it, it, works. it works oh good i'm going yeah. to do that definitely now my neighbors are going to think i'm strange but it's working so i'm going to do it because i'm fed up i've got the d weeding killing spray thingy oh, yeah. but I, I don't know how great they are i've tried different brands and not all of them work so i i think the natural sources are better so i'm going to give that one a go for sure <laughs> so uh listeners um it has been crazy the week uh, with rain and sunshine uh, simultaneously on the same day. So that's yes. what's um, really bizarre that we've had. Sun- I think yesterday there was a point where we had sunshine and rain at the same time. So and was there a rainbow? Probably? I know I did. I did say to my younger one, I said, there's going to be a rainbow in the garden. And uh, we tried to look, but we couldn't see any rainbow. So no, um, science didn't play into action there mm-hmm. so listeners we are live on air reaching out to all our listeners in uh, Luton and surrounding areas through the airwaves at Inspire FM 105.1 FM you can also connect to the show via tune in through the Inspire FM webpage um, and you can also listen to us on your smartphones via the Inspire FM uh, 
app uh, we are also streaming live on the facebook page where you must leave a thumbs up and also can leave any comments around today's topic i'm also taking in uh, text and whatsapp messages on the studio number 0779 now in today's show um, my guest and i will be talking about growing your own vegetables and uh, looking at how we can um get green fingered basically um how how we can try and successfully grow our own vegetables and uh, fruit samina has been uh showcasing her lovely produce via social media so i've roped her in this morning uh, to hopefully pick her brains uh, and get some uh tips uh, for ourselves so keep your ears peeled and if you are tuned in this morning get a um pen and paper ready and we have had a, a message come through so i'm just going to share this with you um I just put, uh, okay, yeah, salam alaikum to um, Brother Daoud, who's saying he's never used weed killer. He just pulls them out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you have the patience, brother, that's a really good idea. But, yeah, it can get a bit mundane trying to pull out the weed. I, I've found that... Um, it hurts my hands. I've, yeah, I, it, I get scratches on yeah, my hands. Yeah, I don't. And, yeah. and I've now, I use actually washing up rubber gloves and I find them being the best ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do find that it, uh, my hands, my soft hands <laughs> cannot take it. So uh, I, I don't like that. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't think weed killer is either the way forward. So yes, kettle water is what we need to do. So get your uh, kettle water out on your drive and uh, hopefully inshallah that will work. Uh, so uh, Samina, before I get you to uh, answer my questions can i please get you to briefly introduce yourself to the listeners i'm sure some are familiar with your voice but for those who haven't had the privilege of hearing oh, okay. your voice <laughs> yeah um so i i have been on inspire fm before mm. I, I have had my own show and i every ramadan i do it now so it was called the education express mm-hmm. so my background um, uh, is i'm a teacher mm-hmm. um and i still teach and i love it that's yes. my second passion that's my other yeah. passion um so i used to run uh, run the show here mm-hmm. and um uh, my my day job is i i'm a teacher i run my own tuition center and um i'm also a scientist i suppose mm-hmm. i have a background in chemistry and that's related to the gardening side of things as mm-hmm. well um and um that's it i have two children uh, my son's at university now my daughter's she's 12 she's at high school wow and I has she a, just started high school she's in year eight now oh, okay. she's in year eight and i have a very big family and most of my produce that i grow is shared amongst my oh, family and friends lovely yeah yeah so i bet they they don't have to go out shopping for them they just wait for yeah, that's Mina the to idea. Come <laughs> no, but i grow things that you can't you can't get in the in yes. the shops or that or things that don't taste like what they taste yeah. in the shops because there, there is a difference i mean um we've had a few successes in my garden i i was given um a chili plant by shana and um uh we both grew it at the same time and uh she said to me that hers hers just didn't didn't develop didn't grow and uh, i actually i've actually been using it in my cooking the chili that has come through and there is a big difference yes. when you actually and and i think you um value it more when you grow it uh, yes. yourself and you're cooking with your own vegetables um the year before last uh we grew lettuce and my son who can't he does not like salad he ate lettuce in everything just because it was something that we grew and he's like can i have it in my sandwich can i have it in my rice can i just have it cut and he was just eating lettuce i was like wow so it it shows that you know if you actually get the children involved and and do it them get them involved and let them do it themselves they value it more rather than it being shop bought pre-packed and it doesn't have that love to it like you would put in yourself but um We've had tomatoes and uh, chilli. My tomatoes haven't quite been as great as yours. I've seen your pictures and you've, you've got quite a variety and different shaped ones as well. But um, they're, not, they're not really going very red. <laughs> okay, so your chilli plant, is it outside or inside? It's outside, but I may need to bring it in now, do you think? So you can. So chilli plants is what you call a perennial Okay. Uh, which means that they're not going to die down. So tomatoes will die down over the winter. Yes. So you'll never find tomatoes in the winter. But the chilli plant, um, I've done mine already because mine was starting to die. Um, you just dig it up okay. and with as much root as possible. Put it into a pot and you can bring it in. Okay. Um, and then chop off most of the branches. Just leave a few. And it's called over rin- overwintering. You're not going to uh. get any more chilies off it, but you keep it indoors. Okay. And then next year in the spring, about April, May time, 
you put it put it back outside again oh. and it will start to 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 grow again and you'll get chili so it saves you from starting off with a very small plant Pl- and you, yeah. you've got a head start then oh it's a good perennial. Right. Okay. There you go. A new word for us to learn as well. <laughs> so that's so. Um, will it flower or anything over the winter while it's inside? It won't. Well, how will I know? So my I had two chili plants in my in my um, in I had um, like pots outside. They just were not doing very well. We've had a, a weird summer this mm. year. It hasn't been hot enough. So um, I I took I potted them both up, brought them inside. They're on my kitchen windowsill and they're flowering. Oh. So I'm going to leave them and I'm going to because if they're flowering. Flowers means you're going to get fruit, which okay. is the chili. So I'm going yeah. to leave them and see what I get. Um, but probably the flowers are just going to fall off. And, yes. But I'm, I'm okay with that. Yes. And the leaves will fall off as well. And you're going to think, oh, that's dead. Yes. It's not going to be dead. It will It will be fine. Just keep it in the kitchen um, and or even in the garage if you've got space. But with, you know, with a little bit of sunlight coming through. Okay. And then it will be fine. Okay. So it um, humid, uh, cold temperatures. You in don't even house. need to water it. So you just water, oh, make sure yeah. the, the over the winter, the, make sure that the soil is damp. And then you just leave it and then maybe water it once a month just to keep the soil damp. Because in the winter, it doesn't get hot enough for the the water to evaporate or anything like that. Yeah. Actually, now that you've uh, said about keeping the soil damp, I think that's something I can't, I'm not succeeding at. So is there a special way of when you put plants in pots of how to keep the soil? Because I know my next door neighbour, elderly neighbour, she's passed away now, but she always used to um, put like polystyrene bits at the bottom Mm -hmm. and then put the compost on top. And she said it just gives it enough drainage space by doing this. So she said, just put anything at the... So, I mean, do you have any tips around how you... um, So when you're... So, I mean, there's two reasons why you would put polystyrene at the bottom Mm -hmm. of a pot one is to save money on compost because if you've got a very big pot Mm -hmm. to be honest the first maybe 10 15 centimeters of that is going to be used by the the plants that you're planting okay but big pots are usually like 50 centimeters tall, and it's going to cost you a lot of compost to to fill that up so you fill it fill it up with polystyrene it also adds drainage um i put in if i don't have polystyrene i will put in like um dead branches and twigs okay um or leaves um anything like that pebbles anything like that mm. i wouldn't go out and buy polystyrene or anything mm. like that but anything you've got in the garden even like um thicker branches of wood okay and i'd put that in the bottom and then i would fill up the rest of the plant and then the, the if it if it's natural materials like that they will rot away mm. naturally and they will add nutrients back into that pot oh another see and there we go we're recycling in the garden so that's fantastic well i've uh, i want to um first start off with where your passion for gardening stemmed from because do your children share the same same passion or when they were younger they did um my not my son not so much but well they 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 share the passion for eating my produce ah yes yeah they like it when i harvest (laughs) and bring things bring things over my daughter more so Mm -hmm. um but i i think i was thinking back to when i was younger i wasn't really into gardening Gardening. Mm. Um, not like I am now. And I think it only started um, probably when I bought, bought when we bought our house and, okay. I, and the garden. I thought there's no, uh, I wanted lots of flowers and I wanted greenery and um, in the front garden and the back garden. And I just stopped off like slowly get, started buying books and started getting interested oh, in it. Wow. Um, but I'm more vegetables than flowers because mm-hmm. I'm not very good at growing flowers. Mm-hmm. They, they always die on me. So vegetables, I just get more pleasure out of growing vegetables. Yeah, and, and you know, you get rewarded at the end of it. Flowers, yeah. and some of the flowers, I'm terrible. I mean, I, I get really excited in, in, in the summer and I think, right, I'm going to go out and buy flowers. And sometimes I buy the small flowers that I'll just put in a little bed yeah. or put, put in a pot or something. And my neighbour he's very good so he'll sort of have a look and say to me yeah so that's going to just survive for the summer that maybe you could actually keep in the ground and that will go so I'm getting tips mm. of him so he'll tell me which ones are ones that are going to last me the the whole time so he'll say put that into the ground and leave that in a pot because they won't survive so but yeah I, I'm like yourself I've I think even despite learning and having him educating me, I'm still terrible. Uh, this year, I found it the hardest, actually, to try and find nice flowers and, and to put them out. And I think we brought um, this the little packet seeds mm. and I've had them for years. So I said to the kids, let's just get these out. Let's just put them out in the garden and let's see what happens. And I think one of them was said it was going to be a carrot plant, but we ended up getting tomatoes. <laughs> 
So I was like, oh, this is really bizarre. So we'd pot them in separate pots and then tomatoes i got that app where you can just scan over them and it'll tell you what to do with the plant and um it said this is a tomato plant i said no this isn't this is a carrot plant (laughs) and then when we started to see tomatoes i was like oh it's a tomato plant so yeah it's bizarre so we've got lots of tomatoes but they're all growing like baby tomatoes in our in our garden with your tomatoes what you should do now if they're not going red yes um chop off all the leaves yes that's what my daughter did she said she yeah. read it up somewhere oh, so that's she? yeah so that and i did yeah. think i thought well i let her happen but she's chopped off because she said what's happening is the sunlight is getting to the leaves and not the tomatoes yeah so once you form fruit yeah so this is biology lesson for yes. you once you form fruit um the plants um need to concentrate on forming fruit so the leaves are there for photosynthesis and yeah. making the glucose and the and, and the nutrients that go in the fruit so you get rid of all of the flower or all of the leaves and then leave the tomatoes the other thing i do i don't wait for the tomatoes to go red on the plant because of where we live and because mm. we're getting into the into the autumn now as soon as they start to turn a yellowy colour, okay. even they have a blush of yellow, I take them off and I ripen them on my windowsill. It's much quicker. Right. Yeah. So because she, she's taken a few off and um, I've got a bowl of where I just keep my I keep my bananas separate from all my fruit because it just they, they will speed ripen otherwise. Mm-hmm. And she's just put them in with that. And I've seen that some of them have gone red and I've chopped them up and... Um, use them in salads and I've often had it at lunchtime so she's come back from college saying did you eat my tomato I said oh yeah sorry I used it up I I just saw it go red and I thought yeah well, that's good let's just eat it so and how did you find the difference in the taste yes big difference yes, right huge yeah. difference and the texture yes the texture is just so different as well and there was a huge difference in the taste actually um I've only over the last couple of years grown to like tomatoes. I never used to like tomatoes because it, sometimes if you have a sour tomato, ooh, that's it. You could be put <laughs> off life. So I think I had an experience like that that just made me not like them. But when I ate this one, it was totally different and it was it was very nice indeed. So so you just said to me, you don't actually like growing flowers. So you're more of so is that how your garden is then? Is it more vegetables there than there are flowers? Well, I grow very little vegetables in my garden. I actually have an allotment. Oh, okay. And it's just around the corner from my house, I, okay. two minutes walk. And th- that was um, one of the reasons why I, I, I applied for the allotment. So you have to apply for these allotment plots. Mm-hmm. They are. And I was on a waiting list for two years wow. before I got it. And then when they gave me my first plot, it was in the worst possible location, but it was the only one that was available. So I said, I'll take it. Yeah. Location wise, what I what I mean by that, it was that it was it was very um, shaded by trees oh. and vegetables need sunlight. So, yes. But I took it and I, I tried. I learned a lot in that first two or three years. And then after two years, they offered me another plot in a better location. Mm. And I took that one. And that's where I've been now for the last three years. So I've had my allotment. No, no. I've had my little allotment for four years yeah, wow. all together. So, so that's where I grow my vegetables and my flowers are in my garden. I do have yeah, flowers. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the uh, would you say then some of this passion has been driven by lockdown because I'm trying to count back mathematically no, no, where before we were. Lockdown. So it was before lockdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, I, was, I remember when, you're, when, you were, when we were younger, we used to go to Pakistan and always I used to find that the the, the, the vegetables and the fruit you eat in Pakistan just is so just good. so much more flavorful. Yeah. And I used to think, why is that? Why is, why, you know, you eat a cucumber here and it's got, it's just water. Yeah. You eat bread here and it's like you're eating sponge and, yeah. you know, anything like that. And um, and it's because I, I look back on it now and I'm thinking it's because it was in those days it was organically homegrown, grown. Yeah. And it was not necessarily homegrown, but yeah. organically yes. grown. No pesticides, no yes. fertilizers. Mm. Um, and uh, and then I started off by growing coriander mm. at home. And that's the easiest thing to grow. You can do yeah. it in a windowsill. You can grow it all year round. And when you grow coriander, a lot of ladies who are listening will, will know this because mm-hmm. our mums did this when we were when we were younger. Coriander was always a standard. Yes. You grow coriander and it's in the garden and you just go and get a handful yeah. to put into your curry at the end. And the whole house is filled yes, with, with the, the aroma of the coriander. You go and get a bunch of coriander from the shops. It, it, the fragrance is, is nothing compared to the mm. homegrown one. Mm. So that it comes from that. You know, yes. you want you want to you, when you grow your own vegetables and your fruit, the flavors, the smells, the textures, 
that you can't you can't compare them to what you get in the shops. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, I I think that's the only herb that I'm confidently say that I've actually tried to grow myself. And I say the only thing I wanted to ask about coriander is um, once you've taken them out, what what do you, how do you take? Is there a technique so that you don't have to keep re? Because I've had to regrow them as soon as I've chopped off what I've needed. I found that there's not it's not growing back. So maybe, I don't know how people do that. Uh, I have to do the same. So uh, I I because um, once it starts to you know when the when it starts to flower yes that's you should take it off before it starts to flower okay um, and don't chop off all the leaves. That's what I've been told. So okay. don't don't leave a couple of leaves and then it will regrow. But I find that it doesn't, doesn't yeah. it doesn't regrow in the same way. So I just um, it's called succession planting. Okay. So if you want a constant supply of coriander, you would you should plant one row, for example, every two weeks. Ah, okay. Um, throughout the season, and and it means that when once you've used one used up one row, then the next yes. row is going to be ready, and so on. Oh, that's you a do good it idea. Like Oh, I like these terminologies you're using. <laughs> um, I, I should actually have a pen and paper myself here today and, and uh, joining this. So um, this, the brother um, Daoud has measured saying that he's got a fig tree. Wow. Oh, and this fruits every three years. Wow. I'd like to hear more about this fig tree because yeah. um, that sounds amazing. So it fruits every three years. Why does it take three years to I, fruit? I, that, well, we have a question for you now. So, okay. uh, brother, if you are listening, how, why does it take three years, and and um and how does it fruit? You know, what what are you doing to keep that growing? Because that's amazing. My mum and dad have a um, plum tree, and um, they have grapes growing in their garden as well. So, the plums. I think it was last year when we had that bout of heat. And it was just, they had plums in abundance. And my dad, bless him, he'd like got on a ladder. I'm like, dad, you're not, you shouldn't get on this. And he's like, no, no, I have to beat the birds. I have to beat the birds to it. And so, yeah, I, I was given or gifted lots of plums. So I think I, I attempted some plum jam, which was really nice. Um, but the family favorite was plum crumble. We ate a lot of plum crumble, which was really nice. And, um, yeah, I think my sister-in-law wanted to know the recipe because she said, I've got bags of it as well and I need to know what what to do. And I said, crumble. And the nice thing about crumble is you can freeze them. So once you've made it, you can just put your crumble at the top. Don't cook it. Just put it in the freezer. And whenever you need it, take it out and bake them. So, yeah, there you go. I'm pleased that you're nodding because I've shared good, something good. with you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, I'm, I'm pleased with that. So um, maybe it exhausts the soil. I've noticed a lot of fig trees everywhere and the same happens. Oh, so maybe it's quite a hard working tree. That's why it takes so long. I don't know. I, if you, I mean, it depends on how you prune the fig tree. I'm, I'm, so can we have a disclaimer here? Yes. I'm no gardening no, expert. No, I know. Yes. <laughs> I'm no um, gardening expert. This is th- things that I've picked I up know, along the way. I know, it's your passion, yes. Yeah, um, so from what I know, some, some varieties of fig trees, um, the the figs, um, so there will be there'll be two two lots of figs. One lot of figs will develop in one year, and there will be smaller figs which won't develop that year. They'll develop the following year. So you're not supposed to cut off the branches with those smaller figs. Uh-huh. So if he if if brother Dawood is pruning, he's probably not. He's probably leaving it as it is. But if you want figs to grow every year, what they say about fig trees is that they like their roots to be. Um, squashed back oh. a, a lot so in a tight place okay so a lot of uh, people they grow their fig trees um not in a tree but in a pot okay in a big pot um because the roots are then restricted and what the plant thinks this is the logic behind it the plant thinks oh um the roots are restricted and i'm not my i'm not going to be able to get enough water so i better start producing um, um offspring which is the, the fig so it produces figs every year uh, that's what that's what they what people uh, do okay okay so okay i well i hope that advice helped there um because that that sounds logical um actually now that we mentioned trees i um invested in an olive tree um, but um, it was a, it's a small one and I was really excited. But then I read the little label and it said that um, it's more for decoration than it is to be eaten. So because I think of how it's been transported, they've had to put fertilizers or some chemicals in the soil. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that anything that fruits from it may not be edible. So um, I've worked hard on it. Well, actually, I can't take credit for this. My daughter's worked very oh. hard on it. Um, we use... Um, 
my husband's a big coffee drinker so the coffee granules we use that as our fertilizer for all our plants so she's um revived that plant because it was at one stage showing no signs of growth the leaves were just shedding off and I thought oh no this is this is not meant to be happening and now it's grown and even on the side of it at the bottom it's got like little little, little branches yeah so there's more okay. coming through yeah. so we are um heading over to a break and i think we have more questions coming in which i shall tackle after the break um so listeners if you have just tuned in where have you been i have the lovely samina with me this morning and we are talking about growing your own veg and i've been picking her brain about how um we can try and get green fingered ourselves um and uh we haven't even talked properly about what kind of vegetables she's grown so uh, stay tuned in for you to hear a bit more about the type of fruit and vegetables she has been growing and how and i guess the key thing to learn is when to season our um fruit and veg because that's when I don't know I don't know when to start growing them so that's something we need to listen out for but for now go refill your hot drink cold drink whatever it is that you're having with me this morning and uh, join us after a short commercial break Assalamu alaikum Assalamu alaikum this is Atif Nawaz listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to uh, Mother's Planet. It's Friday 22nd of September and the time has now just gone 10:30. Um I'm Neelam your host and I've been joined by uh, Samina this morning uh, and we have been talking about growing our own vegetables. Um and we've had um brother Daud uh, messaging in about uh, having a fig tree. Uh, and uh, we've just both read your message and um you sound like you're quite a good gardener actually uh, so uh, you're in agreement with me that coffee really does work yes uh, and this is something i only discovered this year actually and that's um thanks to shana through her gardening work that she did over the community uh, this summer um that i discovered that so yes coffee really does work and and you've said that your pot uh, your uh, fig tree sitting in a huge pot um and um it's sitting directly on the ground so the soil is quite chalky so you obviously know what you're doing um uh, um and alhamdulillah mashallah you are getting figs and that's, that's you know good. that's amazing that's a fruit i was just saying to uh, samina that i think the most i've ever done it, herbs is coriander and this year was chili and tomatoes have been a consistent thing but i think i need to step out um of this comfort zone now and and tackle some interesting veg which is what i wanted to ask you samina so what kind of vegetables have you grown so um my st- staples are garlic yeah. okay so um mashallah i i don't buy garlic from wow. from the shops the whole year so i grow enough garlic on my allotment wow to give me a supply for the whole year and with garlic the it stores quite well i i put it i i harvest it and i plait it and have it hanging in my garage oh, wow. <laughs> and then i take whatever i need um you know take off a, a bunch and, and and use it as i need to and i freeze a lot of it as well so i've got a big deep freezer Um so garlic it, it, this is the easiest thing to grow okay. right you don't even need to worry about watering I'm all ears because I want You're to grow my own okay ears. so this is the sort of thing that if you want to start out with something that's guaranteed results yes. you take a pot you fill it with compost not a teeny weeny pot so probably the size of a a little bin that you would have in your office mm. yeah mm-hmm. that sort of size pot fill it with compost and um you take garlic a bulb of garlic that mm-hmm. you get from the asian shops and then you split them until you get all the cloves and then you just pop the cloves into this pot about um 5 cm apart okay and you when you do it you know the cloves you've got a pointy end and you've got the the top end oh yes so you must put the pointy end at the top okay so the point has to be pointing at the top because okay. the roots have to be pointing down the shoots are yeah, going to come yeah. through yes and then you just water it once and then you just leave it put it outside all winter it will survive in snow wow. it will survive in hurricane and then you'll start to see little green shoots coming out don't need to water nothing nothing at all and then probably next may they'll it'll, you will the, the garlic will be ready may no no may is a bit early but june Okay. By next June it will be ready and then you can just pull it out and you have lovely bulbs of garlic. Wow. It's the easiest thing to grow. And so you would suggest doing it in pots rather than in the ground. So this is for people who don't have um a lot of people might not have 
the space or they they're they've got young children so they, mm. they trample all over everything yes. so putting it in a pot but you can put it directly in the ground, ground yeah. um so you can you can do that into beds yeah, yeah a, a question actually i did have um about um when it comes to sowing seeds and vegetables about the type of ground um that you um use so uh you know do do you keep it in the ground do you have raised beds do you have pots what's your preference do you think raising the beds is better i've seen a lot of people now where they raise the beds a little bit from the ground so yeah. it's in the ground yeah but it's yeah. not in the ground like it depends on your soil um so where where we are in my garden and at the allotment, we have got what we call heavy clay soil. Okay. So it goes, when it's dry, it goes rock hard. And okay. when it's when it's wet, you, you can see that when you water it, you can see the water like within puddles on top yes. and it takes ages to sink in. Yes. Nothing. It's, it's very nutrient rich, but nothing grows in it. So you have to add fertilizer and um, compost and things like that to, okay. to en- enrich it. So in, when it's like that, it's good. It's a good idea to have a, a slightly raised bed. Mm-hmm. It's down to personal preference. But mm-hmm. if over the years, if you look after your soil um, over the years, you will you will see that the soil quality starts to improve. The more nutrients you put into it, the mm-hmm. more you keep something growing in the soil, the, the, the better the quality of that soil will get. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to you have to see what your own soil is like before you do that. You I do. do a lot of work on the soil before doing anything. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah if you haven't got good soil, nothing's going to grow. Yeah, I think that's my that's probably where I'm failing because I, I don't think I have very good soil so I do cheat I do a lot of things in pots because I just think I don't I don't have to work as hard <laughs> I well, can... po- the other thing about pots is that you don't have to worry about slugs and snails because mm. um, a lot of people that I talk to everything gets eaten mm. and slugs and snails are the enemy of the garden yes um i I've, i have i have seen whole crops destroyed overnight i've planted out things overnight and they're gone the next day wow including the stems and it's so heartbreaking because you put so much love, love and energy in, into yeah. it and the next day it's just been eaten so how so, do you deal with that that's you know that's a good oh, thing it's a to... constant battle it's part of gardening weeding yeah. and uh, slugs and snails protecting things from the birds and everything yes. else that's going to eat it so you ha- it's just i call it a fact of life mm. um, and it's just part of the garden maintenance i would say like you know like you clean your house and you have to clean every day. Mm-hmm. Every day you will be fighting with slugs and snails and birds. Every day you'll be fighting with weeds. So these are everyday things that you have to deal yeah. with. Yeah, I it's guess so. But do you have any techniques of what you use? Because I know someone told me about putting eggshells. Mm. <laughs> I've tried everything. Um, uh, you try try everything and anything and see what works. But I haven't found anything that works. Yeah, for no, me I think I've, I've tried the eggshells, but um, I keep forgetting to do that one because I'm like, oh, you know, I've just got rid of the eggshells but um yeah and after a while i don't like a lot of mess in my compost i like to have a nice clean compost so um i don't like to put things in it that i think i'm just doing it to act as a deterrent for these pesticides but so um garlic is um yeah garlic is one of mine uh tomatoes obviously i grow lots and lots of tomatoes so i like to grow varieties that you can't get in the shops Mm. so you just buy a packet of seeds at the most, the most expensive ones I bought are, are about three pounds. Okay. And then with that three pounds of seeds, I can get about 50 tomato plants. Wow. And that will be enough to feed me for the rest of the year. Yeah. The, the tomatoes I get from there. I grow, um, one of the th- most popular vegetables I grow is called uh, tinder. It's a Pakistani vegetable, Pakistani okay. tinder. I'm trying to think of the english word so it's called it? apple i looked it up because i didn't know what it was yeah. called. it's called apple gourd gourd is gourd isn't it yeah. yeah so they're the size of an apple they grow to a size of an apple if you leave them overnight they might grow bigger yeah and um the pakistani tinda is very popular amongst yeah. my relatives everybody wants them so they're always asking me have you got any can you give me some uh sweet corn green beans courgettes loads and loads of spinach beetroot potatoes obviously wow um well, so, so this year I grew something called edamame beans. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever been to Wagamama. It's a, you know, it's a, yes. the chain. So at Wagamama, they, they do edamame, which are these Japanese, I think they're soya beans. Okay. Um, and um, I love them. Okay. Uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to try growing them. And they grew. Oh, wow. And they're delicious. Absolutely delicious. So, so how, how did you do that? What did you start I just off got with? seeds. I just ordered seeds from Amazon. Okay. And then on the seed packets, you have, um, you, it gives you, it tells you when to plant them and when to harvest them, etc. Mm. But, you know, if you're beginning and you don't know when to plant a particular seed, 
just YouTube it, honestly. Yeah, there's so, so many gardeners on YouTube. Yeah. I did most of my learning through watching YouTube videos wow. and following certain people on YouTube. Yeah. So just YouTube it and find out. And that's how I learned. Really. Yes, no. But mm. I think uh, we're going to have a lot of um, garlic growing across the town now. Because <laughs> I, I think that's yeah. one of the ones that... Because um, the fact that it's seasonal, you can have it you know, at any point and you can leave it outside and let it be. I think that's going to tick off a lot of uh, boxes for many people because uh, we like things that are low maintenance. So garlic, I'm going to definitely try that one out. Um, My my, my father-in-law, do you know what he does? He he doesn't have... He, he's not strict with this is a flower bed and this is a vegetable bed yeah. because garlic doesn't take up much space it grows like in a like a one stem like a stalk okay. like uh, onions I don't know if you're familiar with onion bulbs or daffodils I, I suppose you can oh, yes, compare yes, it to yeah. daffodils it's that same family they don't take up much space so wherever he sees space in the beds, in the flower beds, he'll just bury a, a clove of garlic in oh, there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you need to do that about October time. Don't do that now. Okay. October, November time. And then just leave it. Just leave it. And then next year oh, you'll have garlic wow. there. Yeah. So you said sweet corn. Mm. Now, I saw your pictures of your sweet corn. And I, I have to admit, my jaw hit the ground because I was <laughs> amazed, Marshalla, how beautifully they had grown. And I always thought sweet corn was one of those things. So we went to Cyprus um the year before lockdown and where the villa that we lived in it was it was called banana rama and i never understood it why but then it made sense when we drove up because there was just fields of leaves and as we went closer there were like bunches of bananas oh, hanging banana, off banana these farm. Yeah, yeah so it's wow. a banana farm and i was amazed at how these bananas had grown and i thought well it's hot here and i guess you know it's the kind of climate that you need for this kind of fruit so i put sweet corn in that I thought that's how sweet corn is. You need to have a hot environment. It needs to. It's not something that can be grown in the UK. But you proved me different. No, no, you can grow it in the UK. So how? Just get uh, the, the seeds. There's different varieties. The okay. variety I grow every year, again from Amazon. Uh-huh. It's a Mr. Fothergills. If, if you're into seed sowing and if okay. you look at seed plants, Mr. Fothergills. F1 Swift or something it's called. Okay. And you get a packet of seeds. It's got about 25 seeds in it. Okay. And... Um, you just put that about, I would say about May. Okay. You have to start the sweet corn. You can put it directly in the ground in June. Just get one of those kernels of sweet corn and yeah. put it directly into the ground. Just pop it in. And it, But if you're doing it in May time? Uh, uh, in May, you need to start it off in pots okay. in, at home. Okay. Um, because it's too cold. Okay. And because um, if you if you put it in, in outside in the ground in April, May time, it will die because it's too cold. It's still too frosty. Okay. So about June, uh, June time, you can directly plant it in the ground and then just water it and then the sweet corn will come up. The thing I would say about sweet corn is that just one sweet corn plant isn't enough. You need to grow sweet corn in a grid, not in a long line, like in oh. a grid, because sweet corn is wind pollinated. Oh. So... Um, they have to be like you can do the minimum you should grow is four plants in a square okay in yeah. a square grid but that you know what i mean so you have to grow it in a grid yeah and then um harvest about yeah august time august september time oh wow okay think, yeah. so would you advise that um if anyone uh, i'm asking more for myself here mm-hmm. um would i should i start off with doing them in pots first or just wait until june and then put it into this into the ground directly i would, I would just do june and uh, get the ground ready yes wait until june yes and then put it straight in the ground and cover it with um some kind of like just cover it with um, net or something if you've yes, got garden I've netting. Yes, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. Um, until the shoots come up, um, mm-hmm. and then 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 it will be fine. Because I've grown sweet corn. Oh, I've had so many failures with sweet corn as oh, well. Okay. I mean, last year I grew it in pots three times, and every single time they died off on me. Oh. Um, and this year I've I've got a new technique. I've I mastered it finally oh, this year, yes. and it's and it's worked. Um, okay. So I don't I don't plant it. I want because I want my sweet corn to be ready earlier. Mm-hmm. So I grow it in pots at home first. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, as someone impatient as me, I think I might do the same because they would then um, fruit very quickly, wouldn't yeah. they? If you um, have had done the work in the house and then put them into the air, so I think I'd be like that as well. But Yay, let's see if I can do that. And runner beans. So yeah. are runner beans easy to grow? Runner beans, I have grown them, but I, uh, I, 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 we don't eat runner beans. Okay. Yeah, so I, I like to grow what, what we eat. Yes. Uh, but my allotment neighbour, um, he gave me some 
some beans. Okay. I call them magic beans and they're yeah. all mixed up. So I just planted them one year. I just put them straight in the ground in June and wow. they came up. Wow. The easiest thing to grow again as well. Wow. Yeah. And so you, was it runner or just a mixture of beans? It was grew? different ones. It was runner beans. It was climbing French beans. It was uh, the bush beans, the, the non-climbing variety, lots of oh, different types of beans. Wow. And I just put them in and they grew. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. do you have a favorite um, vegetable that you like to grow? Gosh, it's probably quite hard. So many, yeah, <laughs> I, I I love my I love growing my tomatoes. I love growing sweet corn, and the the taste of the sweet corn is out of this wow. world. Um, tomato sweet corn I love growing. Um, the tinder I like growing. Yeah, although we don't eat it much, but I, I, most of my veg, as I said to you, I give it out. Yeah, I, I, I just I was just going to ask. So, are you quite a cuisine? Like, do you like you know? Are you quite good in the kitchen with your vegetables? Are you experimental with the food? I'm the only one who eats the vegetables. My, my daughter, um, the cucumbers. Okay, all right. So she is um, the minute. So she'll check in my bag when I go to the allotment. I come back and she'll check for cucumbers. She, oh, wow. She's crazy about the cucumbers yeah, from the allotment. Yeah. Um, and uh, strawberries. Yes. I love growing strawberries. I make strawberry jam. Oh, nice. Um, and um, so as with strawberries, you know what? They um, they give out strawberry baby plants. So you start off with maybe three or four strawberry plants you get from B&Q, and then you leave them in the ground. And next year, if you leave them where they are, you'll get 10 plants because they give out baby plants. Oh. They're called uh, runners. Um, so yeah. you, can, you can have more. Of I, I had um, a little hanging basket actually of strawberries, and the first year we had it, we we got quite a few fruit. I think I probably got about six or seven that yeah. sprout through. This year, I've seen the flower, and I've seen like they've come to that green little bit, but they haven't got bigger. They ha- and now I'm not going to get anything because it's, it's too cold water. now. With the problem with hanging baskets is that you have to keep them watered, yeah. and they dry out very quickly. So I just prefer to put my strawberries in the ground. Yeah. So I think next year. I'm going to have to make some space because I have young boys that like playing football. Mm. So um, I'd either have to get rid of them <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh, grow my... But um, no, it, I think I'm going to have to get serious about putting things into the ground. So maybe have a, a no-go zone area for little, them. Make a little fence kind yeah. of thing and sort of warden it off. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll need to make an area for myself for my um, in the garden. So uh, so you like to give out your vegetables and there's nothing that you're using uh, yourself, cooking. You oh, no, no, I, I use uh, tomatoes. Mm. I, I use I use them as well. So do you use the tomatoes for? Do you, do you, do you make it? So as lo- the- um, I mean, I last year I did try to um, uh, make, um, uh, can the tomatoes. Yes. And I got the jars and sterilised them and did all of it. Um, yeah. So like, you know, like you have tin tomatoes, I thought yes. I'd do that. But it didn't work. Oh wow! <laughs> they, they they went they went off. So this year I got one of those big chest freezers. Okay. And just second hand on Facebook. Yeah. And um, I've I freeze my tomatoes now whole. Oh, and okay. then I use them in in cooking. So when I want to use them in cooking, you take out a tomato, and they're massive; they're the size of your hand. My yeah. tomatoes are. And then I just pour boiling water over it, and the skin, skin comes off, peels as well, off. Oh, easily. Yes. And then you just use it in your in your cooking. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's a and, good idea. Yeah, yeah. Most things I freeze now. Yeah, but that's really good because because they're frozen, and when you put the water on it, it sort of thaws it. Comes it comes off and much the, quicker yeah. than the skin does. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good idea, actually. I've never thought of it like that. So that's quite good. Uh, so I mean, with the type of vegetables that you've grown, have you tried pickle? Like any of your own, a jar, like they call it, a jar jars. You Not know, like yeah. The I mean, jars. Be- I do that with beetroot. Okay. Um, oh, wow, so you've grown the, beetroot. the beetroot. Yeah, you have to boil it first, yeah. and then um, and then the skin peels off like like potatoes. It's mm-hmm. like that, and then you chop it up into small bits and. And then I pickle it with vinegar, mixture of vinegar, water, sugar, and something. I can't yes. remember the recipe. Yeah. Um, so I've done that with beetroot. And oh, I nice. haven't pickled anything else yet. Yeah, no, because I, I, I think when I hear a lot of the names of the vegetables you've mentioned, I think, oh, that tastes nice in a pickle. Because I, I love gherkins. Oh, uh, yes. So um, I, you know, I, and you can get gherkins mixed with other different vegetables in there as well. So um, that's quite nice. So in, in all your, I mean, I know some of it you've mentioned as you've gone along the challenges that you faced, but um, what's, what vegetable has been the most hardest for you to grow? <laughs> carrots <laughs> I can't grow carrots oh. I have tried so many times I was a successful once during lockdown yeah and I grew them in a in a pot um and it wasn't that many but it was I was successful and they were amazing wow. and I've tried so many times after that and I just can't grow them wow. they just they just don't come up and everybody else has 
hundreds and hundreds of carrots i'm thinking why can't i grow them i just can't i just can't seem to do it no carrots are an odd one we we did carrots and again i did it in a pot uh, but it was a large pot because i know they grow down yes. so you have to pull them up um but they t- they turned out like baby carrots but for the kids it was enough oh. that they just to, for them to see a small orange thing at the end of it it was enough for them so but that's yeah I, I do think carrot but I'm finding a lot of vegetables that you have grown successfully very difficult so <laughs> I think my key thing is to know when to um start growing sowing the seeds and I think that's what mm. many of us destroy so is it pretty much the same across the board with all the vegetables when some to vegetables sow you can start early so most seed packets are a, are a rough guideline, but I, I do find that most people who go into gardening, and I've done the same, because yeah. you're, so, you're so keen to do it, we, plant, we start planting things out too early. Okay. And it's too, uh, the days are too short here and it's too cold. Yes. Um, so there's something called your last frost date. Okay. So in the UK, usually in Luton, our last frost date is um, middle of May time. And this means that our nighttime temperatures will not go below, below zero. Because oh. once you go below zero, that is, that is what kills off the plants at right. night. Um, it could be lovely and bright in the daytime, but it mm-hmm. goes below zero at night. So this is what this is a mistake that most people make. Um, things that you can start growing are said to garlic is about November time. January is you grow from home. You grow from seed is uh, peppers and aubergines and things like that. Mm. Chilies January time, but everything else I would wait until April, May, and June. I would wait wait until then. Yeah, until yeah. Uh, So I I guess the key recommendation here is if you are someone like myself that can't wait, try and seed them in the house. Like make pots first. Yeah, yeah. My house, all Mm. every single windowsill is full. You come to my house in April, and every single windowsill is full of plants. Wow. And seedlings that I've started because I haven't got a greenhouse, so I just I just use and the sun shines in my kitchen all day, so it's perfect yeah i have the same actually so i think i'm going to have to use my windowsill um so you don't have a specific technique you've just do uh, for pesticides because i mean i do find when i put things in my kitchen i used to get a bit icky about it because the little flies oh the little flies yeah yeah yeah. um no you have to just put up with that (laughs) yeah and i think that's what put me off because one i think i had like um some things that's because your those must be in your soil Mm. so you have to there's something you can do to clean out the soil but i can't remember is there midges aren't they they're called midges you have to you have to do something to clean it out so don't use old compost use new compost Compost, yeah and i think that's where i'm guilty actually because i'll buy a bag and i'll keep it for a year or so and they'll say oh i've got a bag in the shed somewhere so i'll pull that bag out but maybe that compost is yeah don't throw that compost away just put it in your beds yeah in your in your beds and also another good thing for good soil so many people they you know they cut their grass and they put the grass clippings in the brown bin don't do that put it all into your beds don't waste it oh wow because that that grass is gonna um rot down um and it will add nutrients into your soil oh wow so it's better to do that so the only thing i have done with my grass is um if i've got patchy areas in my grass i've just well actually this is something my husband discovered when he did used to cut the grass he's stopped now i've taken over (laughs) but we we just put it back onto the um patchy areas and i do find that if i put the grass seeds and then the grass over it it does it does grow yeah that's yeah so the the, the, it stops it from drying out because grass seeds need to be moist to be able to to sprout yeah yeah but the grass clippings just put them onto your um put them put them onto your beds or even in, in on top of your pots yeah. So you've got, for example, you've got roses growing out of a pot. Yeah. And then take some grass clippings and put them at on top, so that it looks like the, all the soil is covered with grass. And then that will do two things: the grass will rot down and it will add nutrients to the soil, but it will also stop water evaporating from that pot. Oh. So it means your less your your rose bush is less likely to dry out. You know, I, I think that might be reason why my um, chili plant did so well, which is really bizarre. I'll have to send you a photo later on. But uh, where I pot my chili plant, for some bizarre reason, I've got grass growing around in the pot. Okay. And oh. the chili plant's still thriving and growing, but there's grass. And my daughter said to me, just clip it. Don't get rid of it. Because yeah. I was going to yank them out and say, why is there grass in this pot? I don't want grass in here. Yeah. And she said, no, I think leave it because I think it's adding 
I think it's adding Adding benefit to the um, to the chili plant. So she's actually quite a novice. I think she would love listening back to this show when she's back from college because she she loves going out. She finds it it's her me time, and I'm sure me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you find that you know it's your little haven that you can just go out and take time, and that's how she sees her garden. So she just goes out, and so what? I've got a patio, and on the wall I've just got loads of pots of everything, and she'll just go out and pick, and just that's her time um to do that so yeah i think and and and, you know how does it make you feel when you go out in your garden is you know when you um i find it quite difficult to um in my day-to-day life because of my work and stuff Mm. there's so many responsibilities and things i have to do um so i find it very difficult to focus and to finish Mm. a task and, and do it properly before getting without getting distracted so when i go to when i'm in the garden or when i'm at the allotment i just switch off from mm. everything and it's it's just mindless tasks yeah a bit of digging a bit of weeding a bit of pruning a bit of harvesting and you just and i put on an audiobook and i listen yeah. to audiobooks while i'm doing it wow. and hours will pass and i won't realize and i don't care about the hard work i'll be out of breath i'll be sweating yeah and i don't care because i'm just in the zone the sun's shining you hear the birds yeah you're in nature and the color green psychologically mm-hmm. it has a lot of benefits mm-hmm. so you should always have a pot plant somewhere in your house mm-hmm. always have one plant in your in your front garden or your back garden mm-hmm. it, i think also for not for your sake but for other people's sake you know when you're walking along a street mm-hmm. and you see a beautiful garden you want to stop right yeah and you want to say oh subhanallah mashallah. Yeah. you know you just praise allah's allah's gifts Creations, and glory yes. and you should always try and do that i think yeah i think it, it brings pleasure to you but it brings pleasure to other people Others, yeah. as well and i think that's such lovely advice there samina because that's that's very true because um i've done that i've walked past um, and I've seen something and I thought, wow, Marshall, that's amazing. That's really nice. So that's a lovely note to end uh, our show on there. So, Samina, um, any little top tips? We've got about 50 seconds that you want to share with the listeners today on, on your gardening. Any Anything that <laughs> you could... Um share to uh with that you've you've said some amazing things so far and i i know that you've um shared the fact that if you want to grow anything and you you're impatient do it all indoors first and then take it out so yeah, yeah. i think that's that but thank you so much for your time today it's been amazing hearing everything and i know i'm definitely walking away a bit more green-fingered and i'm uh, going to definitely i think the first thing i'm going to start is garlic for yeah. sure i'm <laughs> going to start some garlic the irony is my my nan um came from pakistan and actually grew uh, garlic in my mum's garden so we grew up with our own garlic I just never got brave enough to do it myself but Jumabarak to everyone tuned in this morning and um, wishing everyone a blessed Friday Assalamu alaikum Thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton